Hey everybody, welcome to the Vet Tech Tap Room. This is our spin-off series from the Vet Tech Cafe. These episodes are live and uncut, discussing hot topics in our field, or talking about previous episodes amongst ourselves, and always highlight something positive happening in our profession. These episodes will be published as regular podcast episodes and will also be available on our YouTube channel as well. So get yourself a beer or a potato water and find us live on Instagram and join the discussion. Now if you'll excuse us, those are our beers the bartender is pouring. Hey everybody, welcome to the Vet Tech Tap Room where everybody knows your name. Whether yeah. that's a good thing or not is up to you, but uh, but we're we're glad to see you. We're happy you're here. Um, we got a couple things to dive into. It's Vet Tech Week. Happy Vet Tech Week to Happy everybody. Happy Vet Tech um, Week, everybody. Before we get started on that, though, Dave, I think you have a beverage, and I know I have one too. So I have a let's beverage here. I am those. drinking. Uh, this is Little Trillium. It's a New England saison ale. Uh, mm. This is from. Um, I'm going to shout out my buddy Wade uh, up in up in Massachusetts. That is not in the veterinary field at all, but mm-hmm. tells me that he listens to the podcast to. To hear what we have to say, um, so cheers to you, Wade. Uh, this is something that that we that I purchased cheers, when Wade. I was up there. Oh, gosh, when was that? August for the draft. Um, little little trillium. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you drinking? Uh, so I have a, of course, Treehouse, also from Massachusetts. So this is their breakfast shake, which is a series they do. It's, it's actually like a series. In it. It's a series of triple triple IPAs um, brewed with lactose to give it a, like a little bit of milkshake kind of mm-hmm. flavor, and then mm-hmm. this one is strawberry banana, and it's a breakfast shake. So, cheers! I, I don't know what I feel about that, but cheers mm-hmm. to you. It's delicious. So, um, we well, do you want to start with Vet Tech Week, or do you want to start with some of the other hubbub we've seen about? Let's start with Vet Tech Week. Let's, let's, let's start off on a good note. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we'll circle back to it. We'll at circle the end back as well to it, yeah. To, to finish on a good note. Because <laughs> Dave's fired up, everybody. I'm fired up. Um, so, Vet Tech Week, like, um, and want to make sure it is Vet Tech Week, um, which might be something we'll be talking about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, happy Vet <clears throat> Tech Week to everybody. We want to hear from you guys. Um, like, what your hospitals are doing to recognize you? Um, what has worked? What missed the mark? Did they try? Did they, you know, what have you? So, you know, we'll, we'll, we want to see some comments and some discussion. Keep it professional and keep it respectful in the comments. Yeah, but um, yeah. but definitely let us know, you know, how what have it's you going seen? What have you, you seen, Joe? Yeah. I've realized that you, you haven't been clinical for a couple of years now. What have you seen that hospitals have done? Um, not much, actually. Um, yeah. And... My organization does staff appreciation week, and that was two weeks ago. Okay. Um, so, you know, I, I th- I'm I think really you're, you're also in a different role there too, though, right? Yeah, I am. And so it's organization wide, which is not just Poison Control Center. It's all of the hospitals in New York City, Miami, um, the Behavioral Center in Ohio, the Spay and Neuter Clinic in mm-hmm. Asheville, North Carolina. They have clinics in L.A., so there are a lot of veterinarians and veterinary assistants and veterinary technicians and CSRs and managers. So there, there, there's opportunity, I think, to do, to 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 um, recognize all of those roles individually. There are also, though, I think, a lot of roles that are non-veterinary, non-clinical that yep. essentially would be left out. And so I, I think it is, it's an attempt at inclusivity. 
I think for me, it kind of misses the mark a little bit because I am a veterinary technician and I'm, right. I'm pretty sensitive to that. Um, but again, they do have a lot of non-veterinary roles across the organization as well. So well, you're to also some degree, really I get it. you're not in a hospital it, setting too, right? That's not... There, there's, there are, there's a handful of hospitals uh, under the ASPCA umbrella. Right. Um, I'm but, just, I'm just saying in your role. Yeah, in my role, no, no. Right. Um, and most of us are remote. I mean, there are a few that, that work at the main office for the Poison Control Center in in Illinois, uh, but m- most of us are, are remote too. So it's a very interesting right. dynamic. So try to give them, you know, a little bit of leeway or, or slack there too, and and you know what have you. So I mean, um, I've, I've seen but, it where where they'll give out like. They'll give gifts of like awesome bandage scissors. Mm-hmm. I've even seen it where they give, you know, the, um, you probably haven't seen it cause you're not clinical. The, uh, Amazon has like this new, very small set of clippers. Um, they're like 20 bucks. Um, some people love them. I'm not a huge fan of them, but, yeah. but I, I've, I've worked in one place where they gave out the, every technician got mm-hmm. a set of those clippers that was their own. Yeah. Um, I think that's I, I, actually like a really cool idea is like yeah. stuff you can use in your right. role. Like give me my own good pair of scissors that are inscribed right. with my name that, Hey, those actually are my damn scissors. Give them back. Yeah, exactly. Um, you lost yours. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> or, you know, your own set of clippers or hemostats. I used to love, you know, have my own pair of hemostats and yep. my own stethoscope. So I, I think there's certainly some of that that's good. Um, I would also say too, Third week of October, the holidays are coming. Give people yeah. gift cards for gas for Target. Yeah. Just Visa, Mastercard, or gift just cards. or like um, like um, fleeces or or, yeah, fleeces, or hoodies hospital, or something like that. Tire, um, like you know, and and honestly too, I, and this is something I have seen a little bit more recently. Use it as an opportunity to reinvest in your staff. Like, give them an extra day of PTO or an extra day of CE or something else that that you know is an investment, not just mm-hmm. in them but in the hospital as well. Um, and what that looks like, I I don't have the answers. Um, I don't know how you implement that in a in a huge hospital. But what I what I what would like to see is is people thinking outside the box, and well, I've, a lot of that depends on the size of the hospital. Of too. course, like if you've got a hospital that you ha- have like a hundred to hundred and fifty employees, you you can't you you're not going to please everybody, right? Right. Um, but if you've got a smaller hospital, like a very intimate, privately owned general mm-hmm. practice, I yeah. mean, yeah, absolutely, there are things that you can do, and yeah, and I would say too, then when you do support, if you do support Vet Tech Week and leave it just be Vet Tech Week. Support your assistants at their time. Support your CSRs at their time, your veterinarians at their time. And make sure what you're handing out is even. Appropriate. Yeah. It is even across the roles that right. everybody is is getting something that might pertain to them a little bit more, but it's also of equal value, shall we say, is is what, you know, we got on our week, you know, that, that it, we're not my, valuing one, yeah. one role above another. Well, my, my initial thought was like, why don't you ask people what they want? But then mm-hmm. you're going to get, if you've got 100 employees, you're going to get 100 different answers. Yeah. But it, I feel it, it, like too many of us are going to say, oh, I don't want anything. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and so... Like I, I'm all for that, and and I think there are again in that large hospital, you're going to have enough voices. I think where you would get some good ideas, but that yeah. you know sometimes those smaller teams, like we're we're like introverted, like don't 
don't uh, don't make a big deal. Don't ruffle feathers. Don't yeah. don't you know muddy the waters. Like oh, I don't need anything this year. And then we'll also be really sad we didn't get anything. And they should just know. Like so, I don't know. I go back and forth on this a lot. Um, I've I've also worked at places and and not not to say that you know the the cliche of the pizza party is going to fix everything. But I've I've been at places where they will get every meal for the week. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's there's mm-hmm. brunch stuff for the morning yep. people there's yep. lunch stuff for the the second shifters there's there's dinner, s- dinner or stuff for the mm-hmm. overnighters so that they mm-hmm. don't get left out yeah um so I- i've worked at places where they would get something from a different local hospital every single day which yeah yeah i mean uh, there's uh, gonna yeah. be times where you get stuff Same. that you don't really want but you know right. what sure yeah right it's something like, different every day it's, it's something different every day absolutely i think that goes a long way and i saw um, a, a good friend of ours, Emily Kinney, who's been on our podcast, um, her and her admin team were all yeah. making making for yeah. their technicians during this week. And like she was baking cupcakes, which again, like just that personal touch, I will yeah. say. So, um, you know, we, we were going to have a, a really cool series of episodes this week and it just like just didn't we, happen. we had every we had everybody lined up um every everybody that we had talked to agreed to do the episodes and we even like got everything ready to go but just the logistical challenges of our schedules and trying to schedule it it just it by the time ivex rolled around it like the inertia of life it was just too much yeah. to to get it all set up so we're we're going to do that next year but one of we the, should probably the start planning to do those like now. I know for sure, <laughs> for sure. One of the veterinarians um, that we were going to interview for this series um, is is now a criticalist, and he was in a resident when I worked with him at Tufts, and he sent me a message, and we were kind of talking about why it didn't come together. But he he sent me a text, and he just said, "Happy Vet Tech Appreciation Week to you. You've made me an exponentially better doctor, especially in how I collaborate with my techs." Something like that, like. That's that in a nutshell is, 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 is everything priceless. that we wanted. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, that's worth its weight in gold or gift cards, whatever you want to say. So like, I've seen a lot of like just handwritten cards and, and yeah. actually like put some thought and meaning into it. That kind of thing is worth more than anything tangible. I well, it's just like so, a personal note of how, how you as a technician has, has made a difference in his career. Right. 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 Right, like right. If if I got that, that that would that yeah. would that would speak volumes. Yeah, for better sure. than food, better than scissors that I'm going to lose next week. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of really good ideas out there. Um, but what we want to hear from you guys, like what's yeah, tell us what, what you tell us what, what you're. What, I don't want to say what, what you're you getting. Would ask but, for you yeah. know, like what what hits, what misses, um, and because I, I don't think there's it's not a one size fits all thing. Um, right. It's going to be different across clinics, what they can do, what they can't do. And so I, I see all the time and you probably do too. in like some of the management groups and what have you, and I'm not even a manager, but I just find myself in these conversations and they're always asking other technicians, like, what can we do this year? And they're, they're, they're I think a lot of cases they're truly looking for ideas. Like you can't expect that one person to have all those answers. Well, and I think the problem is, here's what happens and this is what happened to us uh even though we were a little bit more on the ball than i I think some of the the practices are is that they start having those conversations like late september Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Like, what can we do in two weeks? Right. And it's already... And I think those conversations need to be had yeah. way sooner so that yeah. you can yeah. do some planning. And For we had sure. our conversations, what, July? As we yeah. were like, yeah. Let, let's do this. And, and, and we then, thought we were on the ball. And yeah. then, you know, July becomes August. And then September, even though Ibex is only a week, it's basically a month. And then it's right. like, shoot, it's already October. And now we got to, we got to hustle and bustle and we just, it just, it just, just never happened. Can. So, um, but you know, that's, I think that's reality too. And like, we, we collectively have to give ourselves a little bit of a break and say like, Hey, sometimes it just, it just doesn't come together and that's okay. And try again. Yep. So, well, let's see. Well, do we want to dive into this? Yeah, let's do it. So I, I, I get the, what is it, Clinician's Brief mm-hmm. uh, newsletter that they send out. Um, and I, I clicked on something about what do vet, veterinary technicians want. And I found that on that link, there was also a, uh, a link to, gosh, what was it? Read more on veterinary technicians. And it was the Veterinary Break Room, which is a podcast that I guess a couple of veterinarians do. Uh, yeah, making, I wasn't familiar with it myself. Yeah, me neither. Um, and it was called Making Vet Tech Week About More Than Pizza. And they, they talked about some some stuff and uh, how they, how much they appreciate uh, the technicians. And then they, one of the doctors, I can't remember which yeah, doctor it was. I, I, I honestly don't know. Um, yeah. to go back and, and listen. And she talked about how they have Veterinary Staff, staff. Appreciation Week and... Uh, they made the comment of CSRs are so, so invaluable and they should have two weeks. And I'm like, well, they already do have a week mm-hmm. and veterinary assistants have a day. I did a some research. I, I know there's a veterinary assistance day, but if you, if you, if you Google it, if you scroll through, there's different organizations that have different weeks for it. Right. Um, but there are those things that right. are uh, out there for yeah. other team members. There's yeah. boss's day, which I think is, is today it was or yesterday? Just yesterday, yeah. Um, but there There's are World Veterinary Day for veterinarians. Right. There's yeah. So there are days for those people, and guess what? You never see veterinary technicians saying, "Oh, I want to be a part of this too." Right. Because the the response is always going to be, "We have a whole week in October." Right. Yes, but assistants come into that week, and right. CSRs come into that week, right. and and the person that does the inventory comes in onto that week. Um, and, and it, not to say that being inclusive is a bad thing, but you're cheapening the value of veterinary technician week by focusing on the inclusivity, inclusivity, inclusivity. Is that the word? Mm -hmm. By focusing more on the inclusivity, you are devaluing the, the literal week that we should be paying attention to. Um, and I, I, you know, I do relief and I've worked in various hospitals uh in, in my area and i've seen i'm not going to call out their their names but i've seen hospitals that i've worked at that um make a big social media post about vet tech week and they have literally no technicians on their staff and again just devaluing the profession devaluing our role by the license the, the credentialing whole, the licensing all of that the, all, the work that we put in um and and whether or not you call it staff appreciation week, whether you call it uh, veterinary day, whatever you call it, if it's if you don't have veterinary technicians, 
don't celebrate the week because you obviously right. don't value technicians enough to pay them right. to come work at your hospital. Right. Yeah. And, and the reality is like, if you want to be inclusive, like, and maybe I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they don't know that those other days ex- and weeks exist, but do some research and find out that they do. It's not right. hard to do, but then it's incumbent on that hospital's culture, that hospital's leadership team, administration, whoever it is, it's incumbent on them to make that celebration equal to what Vet Tech Week would be and like give them their own time. Like, you know, and and make it so that, like you said, social media, don't just make it, a, 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 you know, a hospital party every day or, you know, bring in lunch or whatever it might be. Make sure you're actually educating your clients about right. these people. Like put their put their photo on your hospital homepage with a bio, bio. <laughs> who they are, yeah. their job responsibilities, where they went to school, when they graduated. Like actually put them as forward facing people in your hospitals. It's it's not just about what we get or you know, having a, a lunch party or whatever. It's actually also about education and making sure that they're not just appreciated, they're celebrated, and that they are like you are educating your clients about who these people are and why they are so valuable to your team. And frankly, why veterinary care costs so much? Because you are paying yeah. for these people's education for their licensing, for their re-education in terms of CE, like all of that stuff. And that to me is the biggest part that's missing is we talk all the time about the stuff or or what we do or what we get, um, the meals that we have, but we don't ever talk about like actually Being putting us out there. And, yeah. and like, here we are. Like this is, next time you come in, ask for, and, and yeah. you know, like, and that's and and that should be again like that's not a staff appreciation week. That's when you do CSR week. This is the face of our hospital. These are the faces you are going to see when you first walk in. This is person A. This is person B. This is person C. How long they've been here? What they like? You know, like that to me is is what's missing. I'll be That's honest, as, as a relief technician, when, when I go to work at a new hospital, either whether or not I'm working a shift or I'm doing some training, I go to their website, I go to the social media, and I go to the About Us and see who their team is yep. and see if they put their most technicians. Most don't even have it. Most people don't have it, but a lot of them will have the doctors and they'll have like the office managers, but none of the no, none, none of the staff. technicians. And, 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 and let me ask you why. Why do you think that is? So there's two things. There's there's two two thoughts with that either a they have so much turnover that they can't keep that's up with my it thought. yeah which yeah. means that which which is which is the underlying that's the root cause yes or they don't value them enough to promote them to, right. to say here's yeah. here's our here's our yeah. technical staff which so, i think which i think one feeds into the other they're not valuing exactly. them that's why they're not keeping them yep. they're not keeping them because they're not valuing them yep. and like it, it, it's it's all that circle and mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's like as much as anything. Um, and I don't feel like we're being attention seeking. Like we want to be this, you know, forward facing. Like 
we want to be in the back. There's a reason we're behind that barrier, right? <laughs> like we don't want to be out there, but like, I think everybody wants their leadership to be like, this is who we have. Yeah. Like, look at these amazing people. This is who is working on your pet. This is their education. This is what they do. Like, this is part of the amazing team we've assembled here and shove it down their throats in the newsletters, in the mm -hmm. emails, in the vaccine reminders, on the social media. Like, yeah. that's the, like, that to me is what's missing. Well, and, and just just being able to to say that we have technicians yeah. we have people that that are educated and and smart and are going to take the best care of your your patients mm -hmm. because you know the the and in your own words like explain yeah. these people this is this is their career this is not a stepping stone to becoming a veterinarian this right. is an actual career this like a lot of that client education i think that needs to take place and, and I, I, I wonder if are they having the same issue up in Canada where they have vet tech month like so I, I think that they're at least my we talked to Andrea uh, Andrew Steele about yeah. this a little bit um, and I, I think I remember like kind of like vet tech week like when it first starts there's a lot of momentum and there's a lot of excitement and then here in the US by the time it gets to the end of the week it's it's kind of like fizzling right. out a little bit and and I think if I recall correctly I think I've heard that to some degree in Canada too but I would I will imagine say, like the whole month yeah there there is a lot more public education from national organizations that you know not just social media but actually put out in print media Right. radio stations, et cetera, that talk about the profession and, and who they are. And, and I, I think that's missing a little bit here in the U.S. too. Would love to see more of that. But again, like, I think there's a lot of that could that could still take place on a much smaller level in these individual clinics and have a much greater impact. Yeah. So, well, yeah, that was... Also Go yeah, ahead. go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say, we also got this infographic that we, yes. that I told you I had some, I had some thoughts about. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, so I saw this, which I think you had seen it before I did. Right. And I sent this, it to this you. This is what but... came in the email that I got. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So I saw it on, cause I just want to give her a shout out. I saw it on Amy Newfield's vet tech yeah. team training, vet tech training um, page on her Facebook page. She shared it. So yeah, go ahead. So just looking at the demographics of who took the survey, 11, 1,104 respondents, 73% were CVTL, VTR, VT. Um, but then when you look at the years of experience. I got to take my um, glasses off to see this. Just looking at the, the results, uh, and I'm not devaluing the results at all. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm, I'm concerned about the demographics because if you look at the 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 years of experience, how it breaks down, 42% of the people that responded were greater than 15 years. Yeah. Um, if you which look we, at which the... Which we like, have good evidence that the lifespan of an average technician right. is five to seven years. Like I would think that the the numbers for the, for the people that are in the five to seven year range would be a much higher right. rate than people that are outliers. Yeah. Like yeah. Greater than 15 years are outliers. Right. But so I, I guess, you know, I guess my question is always with this kind of thing, like, so this is clinician's brief, right? Like this is, right. this is higher level stuff. Yeah. Like I, I don't know that a lot of technicians newer to the field are getting clinician's brief stuff. Like right. it's, it's, it's the lifers. It's, it's you and I, like, yeah. I, I, 
I am not surprised that 42% of people that responded to a, a clinician's brief survey are in that spectrum. Right. But I also don't think that's a good representation of the field. At that's large. what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's not which, a good representation yeah. of the profession as a whole. Right. Right. So, right. so the the things that that technicians value may be different because you and I have different values than mm-hmm. somebody that is a twenty something that has been in the right. field for three to four years. Right. So right. our values are are far different than what right. which somebody else know, has. I, I think about that just in my own, just in me when I was. A baby tech, and mind you, I I started when I was like seventeen. It was all about the Benjamins. I only cared what yeah, my paycheck was. Like I, I I wanted to go to Vegas that weekend and blow it on black. Like that was it. <laughs> but now I'm in my mid forties. I have a daughter. I have a family. Like it's it's health insurance. It's life insurance. Yeah. It's four hundred one k. It's it's my priorities are very different. Right. Um, and and I think that maybe it's not reflected very well in here. Well, and and that's, I'm not faulting the survey at all because no, no, they, no, 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 they got no, responses from it. But I yeah. feel like the results are not really representative of right. the profession as a whole, just because based on who responded and, to it. And, and, I, and I, I thought about this after you and I texted back and forth a little bit about it. And I, I got to thinking like, I don't actually know how to get that kind of data. Like I right. almost think clinicians brief NAVTA, every state association, every vet tech school, like a hundred different entities need to put out the survey, the same exact survey with the same questions to their entire network and say, like, if you've answered it already in any of these associations, we've already got your answer. Don't answer again. But like, and then compile that data from all of these and th- that to me will give you the cross section of the industry you're looking for but yeah, when it's, I, I just don't know how to do that right no no i don't either and even when it's it's navta doing some of this stuff like remember their survey recently where so many of their respondents were the the longer time right. in the field and that was a that was like surprising, 20 plus years but, right right but like at the same time that's that's your membership like how do you get that other cross section because i feel like if we can get that data for what people that are in that two to four year range in the field, what's important to them and what they're looking for before they leave the field, then we can actually make changes as to how we keep them in the field. Right. Um, yeah, I would, lo- I would love to have a survey of people that in-, in isolate the people that are, you know, answer a question of like in the next year, are you planning on leaving the field? Right. Or, yeah. or the next six months. Yeah. Um, why are you planning on leaving yeah. the field? Getting yeah. that data. Because, right. I mean, this survey gives you the, I mean, it's a, it's a big ask to say, okay, now divide this all down into like people that are 15 years in the field. What right. are their answers? Like, I, I understand that they're doing the infographic to, to kind of yeah, simplify of it. But of I, course, I'd yeah, be yeah. curious to see what, what the different levels of, quote unquote, what technicians want. Right. Varies from people that are our are, are length of experience versus people that are very young in the, in, in the field to see what what's right. And, and, and this was and this was eleven hundred eleven hundred responses or something like that. like that. Like how many credentialed technicians do we have in the United States? Like, right. I, I mean, I, I is that even 10 percent? I, so I let, let me do this for you, Jeff. Uh, let's think back. Let's do our, uh, we'll have a very uh, minimal survey 
uh, N of two with you, just you and me. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> highly scientific. Highly, highly scientific, uh, very, uh, scientific method here. Um, think back to you five years in the field. What kept you in the field? Uh, so that would be the year 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, we made it through Y2K thought, thought we were going to die. Yep. Um, or and, your money would be gone. One of the two. Or, yeah, you're right. Right. Uh, but you know, at that time I, so I was 22. Um, it was a field I got into pretty easily. I got to learn a lot of cool stuff really early on. Um, there wasn't a network of social media is what I'm getting at. There wasn't like a lot of people out there saying what's wrong with the profession. Like all I knew was literally my hospital. That was it. Mm -hmm. And we had a really good group of people that had been there a while. I worked for a veterinarian, like pay wasn't great at the time. I don't think, but I didn't know any different. Uh, But he trained us all very well. And we like none of us, none of us at the time were credentialed. But we worked to the top of what an assistant probably shouldn't have been doing, uh, but we did it and we were trained to do so. We didn't have the education component, but like, so I I think for me, that was it was like, this is a really cool thing that we're doing. And it was just, uh, you know, I was really good at it. And, but eventually I peaked there and it was like, okay, now what? And that would have been like 2003, 2004. That's when I started relief at emergency medicine. And then my eyes were way open. So like there was never, it was never bad enough for me. I was never in that like really bad clinic setting where it was like, if this is what veterinary medicine is, I want out. Mm. Um, I, I was in a good situation. And then the hospital that I went to for emergency medicine was a really good situation too. It was just a different level of medicine. Um, and so I, I never really had those, like, what's keeping me in the field. Like, right. I yeah. I'm trying to think about, about you, about, about me. So five years, five years in, I started in 97. So about 2002 for me as well. Um, <clears throat> and, and kind of the same thing. Like I had a great group of people that I was working with. Um, Allie, Jill, Amanda, Beth, all those people that were like my core group of people. Um, I just enjoyed working with those people and I was probably at a stage where I was not, not the best, but I was learning and getting better yeah. and improving um, and, and getting confidence and all that stuff. So I, I was at the point where I was, I was feeling fulfilled because I was doing stuff that I never thought I would be able to do. Right. Right. Um, and at the time, let's see, shortly after nine eleven in 2001, um, that was, that was kind of a, a, a shift for me where I was like, I'm working too much where I was working at a GP and working ER and I was working six days a week. Mm-hmm. And after nine 11, I was like, I'm not spending enough time doing stuff I want to do. I'm, I'm working too much. Yeah. Um, so I left the ER for maybe four ish years. Um, but in 2002, I was working getting better. I, I couldn't tell you what I was making. Um, I know, I think when I started in 2000, in, in 1997, I think I was making like eight bucks an hour, which wasn't terrible for the time. Um, but I was getting raises like mm-hmm. 
it, it wasn't like I was making a ton of money, but I was getting a raise every year. So it was right. like, like every year I, I was making more. So I, I was being mm -hmm. valued, I think, right. uh, for what I knew, for how I was progressing. Um, but honestly, it was the people. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to leave because because of the people. Yeah, agreed. Like I, agreed. I loved the the doctors I was working with. I loved mm -hmm. the technicians I was working with, um, and just the fact that I was learning and getting better at my job, right, is what kept me there. It wasn't the money, because the money, I guess, I guess you could say that the money was was there. It wasn't like it was a, obviously, it wasn't. A, I was probably making, I don't know, ten bucks an hour or something like that. Yeah. Um, but for two thousand two. In in that in that job that that's what that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but that's I mean that's the people is what kept me there. Yeah. Like without those people, like if if there was a lot of turnover back then. Yeah. Same. Like I I think about that now. Like our hospital, if we had to hire somebody, it it was because somebody moved away or yeah. like we we got busier and we were adding in a new adding position. doctors. It yeah. It wasn't because. We had this turnover like I the idea of turnover to me in veterinary medicine is so foreign because that was not my experience like when I worked emergency maybe a little bit more just because the hours and it, it was overnight holiday weekend ER which like I'm not even saying you have to be dedicated to work that schedule but you you have to want to be off schedule like that's that's yeah. that's just reality so there was a little bit more turnover there but but still not not much at all and and I think like, so I, I never really experienced that, but now I see like turnover is so common. Um, and again, we go, like we talk about corporatization and we talk about like, you get down to the root cause, there are reasons for that. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I think this, this week just highlights a lot of those reasons. Yeah. Well, I just think, think like, I don't want to say we weren't individuals, but we were more focused on the team and making sure that our coworkers were yeah. getting what they needed and yeah. being supported. To, but, but, but so, but also that was to our detriment because we were we were true. not looking out for ourselves. That's true. Which That's I true. think now there's a little bit more focus on looking out for ourselves. But I think we've kind of brought that on on our own because mm -hmm. we swung the pendulum so far one way that if you're not helping out the team, you're a bad person, and if you don't stay and work. 17 hours you're a bad person so now like even though we're just we're still really right in the middle like no my shift is 12 hours i i, I expect to work 12 hours mm -hmm. we're, we're, it's not like we're way over here but right. we're the middle where we're supposed to be is so far away from from where, where we, we used were. to be it, it, yeah. it feels foreign and yeah you know just thinking about it like i i feel like collab somehow we have to collaborate like across multiple sectors of this profession and it's not just one entity or one publication or one organization that's putting out a survey it's that right. this same exact survey is going out to all Everywhere, of these yeah. people and all of their stakeholders get a chance to see it yeah um because vet tech student or, or somebody that's just graduated from vet tech school, maybe just got licensed, they're not going to see a clinician's brief survey. No. But maybe they'll see one that came from their tech school. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, and so that that would be, I think, I mean, obviously it's a massive challenge, but like that would be what I would want to see. Or somebody that's got a big enough platform. Like I, I truly feel like 
somebody like an Amy Newfield, who, like, she, like, the platform that she has built is big enough that I think she could get, like, a, a wide range of people. I don't even think yeah, we could. Yeah, but even still, you're, you're not going to get... But you're still, like, missing yeah, a lot. You're still going to miss a lot of people. Because right. I, I bet you there's people, there's probably people in general practice that have never heard of Amy Newfield. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it, it's, it sounds no, foreign to what, us. Right, but what I'm thinking of is, like, okay, so assuming those people newer in the field are younger, they're probably more social media driven, like, they probably see her memes or yeah, that's true. her podcasts or or what have you. So I, I don't know. And and again though, I, I think it's still gotta be multi yeah faceted or something. Well and, and I mean we, we talk about NAFTA all the time and, and NAFTA has what, eight eight thousand, nine thousand members? Yeah, I and even, I there's hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty thousand technicians in, in the country that Yeah. Yeah, it's not even I don't even think it's, it's 10%. not even ten percent. Yeah, and that's that's if they got a hundred percent, hundred percent of their eight thousand. Yeah, right. Like, and so I, I think that's the thing is is like there there's got to be a way to collect that data, but doing so would be a monumental task. But like, I think if we truly want some answers, that's what it's going to take. You'd have to find a way to get that email to every single practice in the country. Almost, yeah. Well, and. <laughs> I think it would. Ha- I think it would have to go out to every state VTA and every state BMA. Yeah, but even in and state- then and then get it to their members. I get. I guess getting it to every VMA is is going to be it's better probably, than getting it to every VTA yes, because exactly. not every technician has to be in the VTA. Right. Right. But I, do, does every doctor have to be in the VMA? They don't. But it's. Uh, other than like having the veterinary medical boards of each state distribute, but you the can survey, get it to like, every licensed veterinarian right right right. yeah and you know just hopefully hey post this in your hospital yeah Uh, put it on your slack channels or your team's channels if you are that advanced whatever it is but like have your people take this yeah um because that that to me is the only way to generate meaningful data well and not only that but you got to get the data and you have to get the data to the people that can make decisions about what that data tells them and Mm -hmm. Be willing to make those changes, so that right. you know getting the data is getting is the data is one step thing. one of like eighteen. Right. right. <laughs> what you're going to do with it, and what the profession at large is going to do with it, like if they're just going to sit on it and be like, "Well, yeah, we knew this already." That's yeah. the point. Yeah. So, Whew, man. Anyway, um, definitely check out that podcast. Um, like, yeah, we'll we'll post a link to we'll that in um, the tap room. Um, don't don't take our word for it. Listen to it. Form your own opinions and let us know what you think. Um, and again, Vet Tech Week, um, let us know how it's going for you, how it went for you, um, what your you know. And again, you can be generic. You don't have to call out your hospitals or if if they're doing something great and you want to tag them in a yeah. comment or a post, absolutely do. Um, but. I think truly just putting it out there is, is really the only way we're going to find out what, what works, well, and, what and doesn't. And try to use, and, and if something's happening in your hospital that it, that is good and, and valuable and, and you appreciate it, let people know so that that way, those yeah. of you that are, are in hospitals that are not doing anything or, or not doing enough during tech week, you can take that right. information and say, look what, look what's happening at this, this hospital that, that, that they're doing um, that is making their team feel appreciated or their technicians feel appreciated. Um, use that information and bring that to your management to say, "This is what we want." Obviously, it's too late yep. for this year, 
but this is what we want moving forward. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And also if your, if, if your hospital is, is doing right by you as a veterinary technician, take it upon yourself to bring it to your leadership team and say, Hey, yeah. CSR week is this week. Uh, assistant time is this time. Veterinarian time is this time. Like, Make sure your your the other roles in your hospital are equally appreciated. Like bring that upon yourself to, yeah. to make sure that everyone is is getting their fair and, share. And guys, Otherwise, I did not do a lot a of research. Day. I did not do a lot of research to find that information. I simply typed in vet assistant appreciation, and I yeah. got a whole list. Of, like some hospitals do it. And and here's the thing: you don't have to do a national holiday if you right. want to say, "Hey, yeah. guess what." November 22nd is yeah. going to be our vet assistant appreciation day. You yeah. don't have to do it. Whatever the national day, I forget what the national right. day is. Right. You don't have to do it that day. Do it right. whenever you want. Yeah. Do it whenever you want. Just make it happen. And make your own. I will say um, the Georgia vet tech and assistant association, they put together a really cool infographic with all of the different roles and what they do. And then the days or weeks that their roles are like recognized. Yeah. Um, so check out their page. Um, there's a You'll really cool infographic. Yeah, we for sure will. Um, we'll be sharing a lot of stuff this week. Um, <laughs> that has all that information right on there. So, yeah. um, it's information is out there. Just like do it. And, and, and like, like I said, you don't have to do, don't do it on the national week. Do it. Right? Do it. Yeah. Do it like when it if, fits with if your you're, hospital. If your hospital didn't do something this week, say, Hey, let's make next week vet tech week at, uh, the Smith animal hospital. Let's, yeah. let's do it. Absolutely. And, and like do all this stuff. Sure. In the winter when it's slow or whatever. And yeah. like, and it's easy to like not having to be running around 40 different directions in the height of summer, like do it, like do it when you want to do it. But yeah, like, you're not, you're not legally obligated to do right. it this week. <laughs> right. Right. Just do you it. You can do it whenever. Do it. You can appreciate yeah. people any day of the week, anytime you want. Mm. Amen. All right, guys. Well, I think that was all that I had. This is a long day of recording. We did we did Danny's episode, and now we're doing this episode. Yeah, yeah. And you're Uh, traveling to preview Danny's episode. That'll be one thing we could do real quick. So yeah. So this is going to post this week during Vet Tech Week, but our uh, so our past episode with Liz, we hope you loved it. Um, We recorded that live and in person. I hope the sound was good. I I hope the sound came out good for everybody. Um, Well, you know, I won't listen to it, but I know. But like that was a big deal for us, like yeah. technologically to like make that happen. And so thank you to Liz for her patience while we worked through some technical issues. It took us like an hour to figure the whole thing out. Um, but uh, but I think that was super cool. Yeah. Um, and then our next episode um, with Danny, so somebody that's been on our podcast before, um, talking about being laid off um, in a pretty critical role, and then what's next. So. Um, really, really cool episode there too. Um, and lots of really, really cool episodes coming down the pike. Um, I think we made a lot of really cool connections at IVEX and got a lot of yeah. really good ideas. So we just got to um, schedule them. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So lots, lots to, lots to tune in for as we go through the year. Um, one other thing I want to do a quick shout out for, um, veterinary industry giving tree. Um, oh, yeah. it's getting to be that season. Um, if you're not familiar Go to their Facebook page, Veterinary Industry Giving Tree. Basically, it's a thing where you can make donations, you can nominate people, but it's to help have a good holiday season 
for those in the field that are having some. And you can nominate yourself. You can nominate yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just go to their page, see what it's all about. Our good friends at the Veterinary Viewfinder Podcast, Becky Mosser, is, is one of the people that started that. Um, it's a really, really, really cool thing. So check it out. Um, it's getting to be that time of year. So just wanted to give that a quick shout out too. Excellent. So. Well, caffeinators, I think we're we're probably out of time. You're probably here tired of hearing us ramble at this point. So I hope you guys have or had a great Vet Tech week. Um, let us know in the comments. Think about how it could be better in the future or what your hospital could do differently, how you could recognize all the individual roles in your hospital, what that might look like. Um, and again, I'd like to challenge be able to compile a list, like a list of things that are cool that hospitals can do. Yeah. And we could post that like – yeah. September next year and say, I feel this is like a list you, of things. I feel like you could make a Google doc or a spreadsheet that people could Ooh. just add to. Yeah. I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Solving problems. All right. Um, we appreciate you, you, you guys like, tuning in. You like in. vanilla ice over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we hope you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you again soon from the Vet Tech Cafe. And then we'll see you next month here in the tap room. Bye guys. 